Everybody, welcome back. This is episode 12 of the Nonsense Podcast. Today we're joined by John from Keep Flying, better known as JJR. He is the sax man of Keep Flying. He's also been involved with a nice little band called We Are the Union. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have him on today. John, how's it going? It is going, man. Um, positive living, uh, stretching yeah. the legs. I got a group, uh, group of fellas that's... Uh, on Long Island here, we do about 13 to 20 miles on bicycles every day. Um, so I no just way. got back. I just walked in the door. And that's been keeping me on my on my toes, I'd say, since this has happened. We're supposed to be in Texas right now. Oh, man. Uh, so it is what it is. But I'm sure you've been talking about that a lot, on, as everyone has been. It's good to hear you keeping I, busy and positive, though. Yeah. We have to be. Exactly. Um, so that's that's it. That's what I just got back from, and I actually I collect a lot of stuff, and um, finally, again, uh, I've been on the road. This is the longest I've been off the road since two thousand and five. Get out. So, um, the some I've been trying to get this. I have a couple rooms in my home that have just filled with collectibles, and I've been <laughs> wanting to get them gutted out so I can, like, redo the rooms, and this is finally the time to do it. I have nowhere else to be, so I'm just every day, a couple hours, boxing stuff up, tossing stuff out, listing stuff on eBay, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been a journey, um, and it's fun. So, again, another thing that keep, is keeping me busy. Well, it's like the- you found great ways to keep busy in a time where yeah. everybody's struggling to do just that. I have not had dead time. There is the day. My friend Molly said it to me. She was like, we're, we're in this phase where we're motivated like three days. And then there's like that slump day. I will oh. say I definitely hit that as well. There is the day every couple of days where I'm like, I just don't want to do anything right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I want to do it. I don't want to do any of it. It sounds like you're, you're moving quite a bit of stuff. What's, uh, like, yeah. what's like the weirdest thing you've thrown out this week? Weirdest thing that I've thrown, or out. like you've you've come across again, uh, a Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire, a box set which was the DVD box set that had a bust of uh, Spider-Man in the symbiote suit. Amazing! Wow! Uh, like stand like perched on a brick wall, and it was just in the closet. Like in the top corner, I forgot that it was a thing that I purchased. <laughs> I have, I think I got it at a Blockbuster before they went out of business. Oh my god! On sale, and so I did throw the box out. I took the bust out. I'll put that up on a shelf somewhere because it's actually pretty cool. And then the I do not need the DVD copy of Spider-Man Three as I have the box set, the trilogy on Blu-ray. So this is I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always love when you do your mail day videos. Yeah, uh, I, I have a couple things built up to do one of those. The mail is slow. If you guys buy stuff, you know the mail is yep. slower. Yep. So I've been letting a couple people ask me, when are you doing another mail day? I've been letting just the packages kind of pile up so I have things to talk about. And also, I have been moving away from buying less and, and, and being more specific about what it is that I'm purchasing as I am trying to um, transition into collecting more specific things versus just kind of a lot of everything. What's right. on your list for that? For what? For like collectibles. That I want to keep doing? Yeah. Anything that is movie related, specifically horror or fantasy or sci-fi. And when I say that, I mean 
products that are made based off of those films. I'm a huge film um, buff. We need to talk more because I am as well. Like NECA and Mezco, they do a lot of like, like they just announced uh, another creep show action figure and they announced um, the main character from Hatchet. They're doing a figure of that. They just had Candyman come out, so I just picked that up. They're like individual pieces for specific movies. That kind of stuff I will continue to collect. Um, Board games, I still, I'm a very avid board gamer, so I'm always on Board Game Geek looking at the top top picks and seeing what's coming out and looking at the Kickstarters for new games that are uh, doing well. For instance, Gloomhaven is like a legacy game, and they have just announced uh, recently a sequel called Frosthaven. So it's already at like over millions of dollars kicked because the first game was so successful. Wow. wow. Uh, so that's on my list. I'm waiting till I think it ends at the end of the month. So I'm going to purchase on the last day just because I'm still waiting to see if unemployment's going to happen for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of holding off because it was like 200 bucks to buy that. Um, just not prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to keep going. I used to really be in- into collecting the retro uh, video game stuff, specifically the Sega platforms. So the Dreamcast, the Saturn, the CD, the Genesis. Um, I stopped for a while because that stuff got buried by all the other collectibles. <laughs> now that I've been creeping things out, I'm now staring back at those piles and I'm remembering how much fun I had going to garage sales and thrift stores. And like, like there's a company, I don't know that they dissolved or not, but play and trade. I used to go to uh, their stores and find retro games. I think I would like to continue on that journey because I'm not a new gamer. I'm very bad. My bandmates play Fortnite and they're very good. And I can't, <laughs> last for five minutes i can't even land the damn glider i don't know how to do it so i'm gonna stick to super nintendo where i know that i am good um and things of this nature (laughs) on that path and then like the normal things records i collect soundtracks of said movies um, I still love doing that. I don't know that I'm going to purchase all six variants of things that come out from here on out because I know that's a bit overboard. And my best friend's been telling me you need to get rid of all of the doubles and triples and quadruples of this. <laughs> Please make a Discogs account and just scan them in and sell them. You will be able to have a self-sustaining hobby. So that's the dream here. The dream is to sell the stuff that I don't really need no more or don't feel connected to in order to use that money to fund my hobby of collecting so that I'm not actually taking from my savings, which I think should be everyone's dream when it comes to a hobby. You'd want it to be self-sustaining. So, well, especially being, I mean, we're all, we're all musicians here. And I think, I think that's, I think that's the uh, biggest piece of advice I always say about it. Start it, you know, for fun and as a hobby and try and make it sustainable. Right. I tell my bandmates all the time, like, I think in today's modern day or really forever, I think that making it, people ask me like, what do you, what do you, what do you think making it is when it comes to music? Uh, For me, I already feel successful and I feel excited with everything I've done with, with my current band. Now I, I think it's just, it's, I mean, it's the most I've ever done in a band personally. So it's awesome. But to me, 
really truly making it would be if we were able to go out on the road an amount that makes all of my bandmates and I comfortable and we were able to make the amount of money that all of my that myself and all of my bandmates lose from taking off from work if if all of us were able to make the same money that we lose when we take off from work to go on the road to me that's making it that means you're not you're not inconvenienced you're not losing any money and you can keep your job and replace that income that you're losing with band income that to me is like i can't ask for more than that anything more than that is bonus that is like a dream a dream goal i think that should that would be everyone's like main goal to meet you know because most most of us we don't make that we, we're never we're not going to make that money there's millions and millions of bands we're not going to make that we you've been pretty successful on both ends of music and the, you know in, in bands and you know outside of bands i mean you've when it comes to pop punk you've been involved in almost every single band that everyone most people have loved <laughs> well if you do a good job and you care sometimes maybe even more than the artists that you might work for it starts to show, I think, to other artists and people want to have you around. I love implementing my ideas that I have for my own dreams and passions into the friends that I super support because I want to see their bands continue to flourish. Uh, flourish because before I had any involvement in those bands, I loved their bands. So right. I'm, I'm happy to come up with ideas and ways to make it so that those bands can continue to uh, function. I, I don't want to see it. I had to watch so many friends bands rise and fall and break up while I'm still just trekking along. It's, it's a, a ridiculous number of friends crew and musician who have came and gone that I'm still just trekking along here. Um, so anything that I can do to help those bands, it only helps me as well. Like, right. It benefits everybody, people who still like live music, younger people that are just getting into it, older people that have maybe fallen out of it. And maybe now something catches their eye and they come back like everyone wins. So, right. How do you how do you how would you say you've, um, you know, taken that knowledge and at least translated it into what you're doing currently with uh, Keep Flying? Oh, I, I had all the trial and error with my old bands that I was in and all the bands that I've tour managed and, and worked for or just been friends with. I've seen so many things go wrong. And I've seen so many things go right. Granted, we know that everything evolves all the time. So just like a Facebook and Instagram algorithm that changes where we need to know for marketing sakes, like what they're what they're filtering through now and don't put text on the post. It wasn't like that three years ago. It is now. Um, we, we, it changes. So music scenes change. So we know that that is a, a, a factor that has to be considered. Um, but at its core, um, the trial and error has definitely helped to straight up. If you have a good time making music, people can tell. When I, I was about to say that. Because mm -hmm. like, one thing I can say about Keith, I, I never met. I, I I'm a huge We Are the Union fan, which I think you and I talked about that before. But uh, as far as like Keep Flying goes, I mean, you guys go pretty much touring anywhere, and it's almost like it's your hometown in a way because you guys are just such genuine, nice people. And you have so many friends out on the road. We like to play. We do this to play. We we 
Henry and I specifically, we have tried in old bands multiple times. And we did as much success as we could there. And then we didn't anymore. And so this is for sure our last band. We're both in our 30s. And this is our last, like, we want to do this because we still love doing this. And right. we, we want to give this message to people. And it's working. And we have fun. Um, so we still love, man. Like, dude, I'll never forget. Like, Keep Flying started. I hadn't played a basement show in, in years. And the first basement show that we did in 2016, when we were first doing shows, I said to my bandmates after that, I was like, oh, my God. I missed this so much. I haven't done this since 2009. This I miss. This was everyone having a good time we made like 60 bucks in donations sold a couple shirts everyone just brought their i mean i don't drink but everyone else you know they brought their own beer so everyone was just having themselves a good time like it was a good vibe and i was like this is how this is supposed to be I this think we played fun. one of those shows with you in stacy's basement supposed to be fun man yeah Sta- basement that we are now glued to brattleboro a place that right. when I bring it up to other people, they go, where? They don't know where the hell Brattleboro, Vermont is. I remember we were playing. I mean, if you if, to anyone who's listening, Stacey's Basement, the ceiling, I'm a small guy, so for me it was okay, but the ceiling is very low. But, John, you're, you're a pretty tall guy, and I, you, you moved down there in her basement just as much as you would on the, a big stage, and it, you have some, such great stage presence. Well, to and- credit i will tell you this that is all true and also fun fact i got my first concussion of my life at stacy's basement oh man that drives home what i was saying before <laughs> i got i woke up the next day sick and we realized that i was concussed because i had hit my head on the pipes at the show before, before. wow my first and my first but not last concussion i've had one since but i respectfully got my first concussion from rocking in stacy's basement God bless. <laughs> would you go back? Oh, we talk about it all the time. We would every time 100%. I chance the house. I because you know somebody else bought the house. I I'm always sad. I'm like oh, such memories. But we did McNeil's in uh, and our buddy Mickey is he's bringing us back as soon as we could do shows again safely. We're gonna be back in Brattleboro. We'll never stop playing there. We love it there. Yeah, it's a great little town. It's just a hit. I didn't know there was like a scene there. That's pretty. You know, sick. they come, they come from all over, and they come from Massachusetts. It's really close to the border of Mass, so people come up, and also New Hampshire is right there. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like not everyone lives in Brattleboro, but yes, because we play there so often. You addressed this earlier. There's a lot of places that we play more often than bands who live in those places. So it does start to feel like it feels like we're more at home here than the bands that are from here that are playing. Right. Not every city, but there's a, more than the cities that we live in. It shouldn't necessarily be that way, but it is awesome, and I will never take that for granted. It, all, it feels like home in about 15 cities across the U.S. for us. Well, that's kind of what we started doing. We started up – when we started What Makes Sense in uh, 2019, we kind of took the connections that uh, Avery and I had made with, like, One for the Braves and everything. We started doing some shows out of the area, and we've actually – as weird as it sounds, like we've had actually better success than if we started grinding from just right out of Poughkeepsie again. Well, as you know, also Poughkeepsie is in a. I feel I, you could tell me more, but right now it feels like it's not in a, such a great place. Seems no, it's not. It's, it was a. It's a. It's you're a right. poor example, but it, it's it's where we're from. That's why I went with it. Of course, it, it is. You want to be proud of where you're from, but I know 
I mean, it's the same way here in Long Island. Granted, we have so many more people that it, the scene never gets that dead, but it comes in waves. Sometimes there's been lulls here. So I know that I've pl- done plenty of shows in Poughkeepsie, but like right now, as far as like working like with national bands and then playing, I know that it's never brought up like that. That is not a city that gets mentioned. It doesn't get brought up right now. In fact, right. I've seen more smaller shows. A lot of friends of mine have moved to Beacon. Um, wow. New Paltz is getting a good little name too. So is Albany. Albany's always had a pretty solid Justin, name, but some mm-hmm. stuff in Kingston. Like I seen that other things were popping up. Right. Um, we, I mean, even like last year we tried to do a Poughkeepsie show and I couldn't make it happen. I, I, I could not work it out. Like I tried to book one cause I was like, we should do another one. We couldn't make it work. We were actually looking to play a ramen spot in, in Beacon, but then everything shifted. So it didn't matter. Oh, I knew we were talking you know, um... about. Yeah. Quins, yes, yeah. I've seen uh, a few local shows there. It's a, it's a really cool little venue. It's like you remember the you remember Wait, where the platform was. He right? said it was a ramen. I think it's a ramen. Yeah. yeah, Quins says ramen. That's sick. Yep, yep. Um, the old merch um, person for All Time Low lives in Beacon now, and he was helping me out. Vinny, he was helping me. I didn't know that. It's a, dude. I just spent some time in Beacon. It's awesome there. What a great little yeah, be- place. Oh, for sure. Beacon's great. I love, uh, it's quiet. I know it's quiet right now, but everything's quiet right now. But Beacon's right. a great little place. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure in the summer it's popping off. Oh, yeah. Especially with, there's a really, really good hiking trail. It's like two minutes outside of town. Yeah. I sat on the, sat on the little, uh, there's like a trail with the, like a waterfall kind of sat there for a while. I got dropped off there from my last, from when this Silverstein tour got cut short before I headed home. Uh, because it's close to my drummer's house. He only lives like 45 minutes from there in Jersey. So I got dropped there by the bus. That was nice. Yeah. Um, so, John, I actually wanted uh, just to interject yeah, quick and ask you, because um, I, I wanted to make sure I wrote this down. Um, how did you get into the sax? And then also, how did you get into pop punk and decide to you know move that influence over into pop punk? Um, Sax was literally my my uh, high school music teacher. I was a drummer. And then I was bored of playing the bells and timpani in high school. And I asked if I could play anything else. I did not want to do it. <laughs> and she said, how about Barry Sax? Sure. At that time, I was drumming in some local bands at home. Um, and I had been in uh, like a ska band that I was drumming for. And then I started playing sax and I was doing it at school. And then a friend that I went to high school with was giving me some lessons and I was picking it up. And at that time I was starting to get into like weirder ska bands, uh, you know, that were established bands. And I was finding out about more stuff. I was getting like friends were passing me, check this band out, check out the blue meanies, check out link 80. And then I noticed these bands are not traditionally like don't, they're not really ska bands per se they're in they're uh, influenced by it but it's not just ska it's like a mixture of punk and like those bands were at the time ska core is that genre mm-hmm. which were like heavier infused bands um and uh then i actually was in a band before we were the union uh touring band called the flaming tsunamis from connecticut so that band was like a heavy band with Great name. It was a heavy band with horns. We toured full time for a long time. 
Those guys are all older than me. They taught me a lot that I needed to learn. I will never, ever forget it. I use to this day still a lot of stuff that I learned from them. I, I toured with a band uh, together with TFT that called Call It Arson. If it wasn't for them, I would have never went vegan. Uh, I don't think. I mean, maybe I would have, but they certainly helped me, catalyst me in that direction, which changed my life. Um, uh, we Are the Union started, and I was friends with those guys. Pop Punk, I got into because, same thing, high school CDs were getting passed. You know, my buddy Bill was like, oh, cool, this hybrid theory by Linkin Park, but why don't you check out this Newfound Glory record? And he think he handed me Opposite of December by Poison the Well. And an H2O record. There's a hardcore band from Long Island called Kill Your Idols. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it just, at that time, you're talking about early 2000s, there was a resurgence of like mixed bills. Um, So like there were a lot of tours of like uh, different kinds of bands touring together, like uh, Real Big Fish and The Starting Line were on tour together. That's how I found out about The Starting Line. Um, Wow. Catch-22 used to go out with like pop punk bands hot rod circuit which is one of my favorite bands uh, oh yeah so it just kind of like i it grew for me like all the genres were happening at the same time and i was getting into all of them at the same time and then we're the union was a band and my old band tft we played shows with them and i became friends with them and they they had just one guy playing trombone and i I don't remember how it exactly happened, but I was interested. I might have pestered them to join. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but it, it happened. And then there was like a good year and a half where I did both of the, those bands at the same time and toured pretty much. I was never, I wasn't home like almost at all. Um, and We Are The Union was clearly more of like a pop punk sound with horns and some ska still. But then we wrote the next record, which the ska left. Um, and I don't want to use the word ironically, but it now came back. I've listened to their music now, and it's like a complete turnaround from where we had been going. Um, yeah, they put a new song like like this week, didn't they? I listened to it last night, actually. Um, I I I have nothing but respect for those people. They. Uh, uh, I, I don't like to talk the politics, but there, there, we have discrepancies. Our bands. I, I wish it wasn't like that, but we—it's just how it is. Um, but, Understandable. But that's totally okay. Again, I wish no ill will. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't care. Like I, I, that band also gave me um, a lot of knowledge. That band specifically um, threw me into music business because. Flaming Tsunamis, our singer did most of the business. And after a while, he got burnt out and he told me I have to do it. And so I did it. And then with We Are The Union, Reed, our singer, used to do most of the business. And then I started doing it. I was the social butterfly. I was the one talking to all the promoters. And I'm the one who's still friends with most of those people who booked our band then. That is a fact. Still. Our friend Rory, he's still one of my closest friends. He books all the shows in Florida. I met him through We Are The Union. So... I'm, you know, there was a lot that I learned there. And actually, uh, in 2009, I played what, what used to be my, my favorite show. This show that Keep Flying just did, I released show at AMH in December, is now has now beaten that one. But we did a show May 2009 that was in my hometown at the place across the street from my high school. And it was just like a dream come true. It was in the back. It was all of the Friends bands. 
the fad bomb music industry. Um, it's a great lineup. Friends from high school, and then everyone from like the ska scene, the punk scene. There, it was crazy. And after the show, I was asked to leave the band. You know, it was it stuck, wow. and I walked home. My sister was dating the bass player still at the time, so it was even more awkward. Uh, and you know Ugh. what? I was home for two weeks, and I got a call from Maddie and Marky from A Lost for Words, who was a pop punk band that I had become friends with because of the touring with We Are the Union. We ended up touring out with Love those guys. With Kid Liberty. We became friends with A Lost for Words, these bands that were in the beginning. And they were like, yo, we, we want you out here. And I, that was my transition. That was it. I, 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 love- I, I met up with The Lost for Words, and that was the first band that I um, started working for. And I just started implementing everything that I learned music business-wise from my own band into bands I worked for. And, and it, I mean, I stayed in that scene when it, I guess, you know, the pop punk scene, because I just more friends kept doing well and more friends wanted me to be involved in what they were doing. And I wanted to be involved in what they were doing because their bands were good. And that's kind of where it sat. I, I, I mean, since then, over the years, I've certainly have friends in all the scenes because just because of tours like Warp Tour and from running shows on Long Island, you become friends with. The guys that are in the metalcore bands, I, I stayed friends with all the hardcore kids. Um, ska, all the bands pretty much went away, so that just went away. Um, but I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a people person, man. I love people, so I'm just friends with everybody. But pop punk for work, that's where I stayed because that's where all my friends kept kept creating, and that those bands kept doing well, and they needed my services, and I was happy to be there for years right. for no money. I did that for nothing for years. It, oh, it wasn't yeah. for till 2011 that I like made any money at all. You know, so I didn't make any money. I had no money for years. Uh, it was this was never about money. And even then, I remember, you know, when I worked for the Wonder Years, like every time Josh or their bass player would bring up money, I would always be like, I hate this part, bro. I don't. I hate this part. I don't like talking about this part because it was never about that. I was like, just take care of me. If you guys are making money, maybe give me what you can, you know. Um, and they did. It, it was always like everything was always cool. I've never had a complaint. I've always. That's a beautiful I've evolution. My life to what of I like, make so that I can live comfortably. So I've never had a complaint, and I've never expected more. Every now and then, it's nice to hear, "Hey, we feel like you're worth more." Oh, well, thank you. You know, that's right. A nice feeling, like for anyone in any job. Thank you for acknowledging the work that I'm doing for you. I'm bleeding your band. I'm helping you live your, my dream. So, uh, you know, I'm glad you acknowledge that. So, that's that, what is some of the work that you've done years, for these bands? Over those oh, sorry, years go of, ahead. of working for all those bands and doing all these warp tours and becoming friends with more bands, I was definitely depressed from not playing my own music, but I had a band at home that was for fun. Uh, and that held me over, uh, Nix86, that held me over. It was a bunch of just, like, guys who had done bands from Long Island. We were just doing it for fun. And then, by the good graces of all my friends, every band would be like, yo, write a sax part for this one song and play it. And so, that 30 seconds that I would play every couple days with Set Your Goals or Hello Goodbye, uh, you know, or Say I used band, to love that. That would hold me over. I- 
I'd be like, I, I remember when I, even before I knew you, you know, I'd go to a, a transit show or I'd go to an awful word show or a four year strong show. And always at some point throughout the night, especially if they're in, you know, bigger shows, you would come out and you would play at least a sax part over one of their songs. Because I used to always love it's that. It's fun, man. You know, it, it, who cares? And it's fun. It don't matter. Everyone's having a good time. It's a good vibe. My friend Tony, uh, he goes by Saxel Rose now. He does that like on a professional level. <laughs> You'll see right. with he go he does it with neck deep. He does it with state champs uh, issues. Like he is doing what I was doing, but he does it on a way more professional level. He he is. Uh, I'll go ahead and say he's a much more talented sax player than I am. Um, and he's like making all these videos and stuff, and I love that, and I love that he does that. That isn't what I want to be doing. I still love that I'm making my own music, and every now and then I do that for fun. Like that, you know what I mean? Uh, right. I think one day I could be at a point, if this band falls apart, where I'm doing stuff like that. I have, But I'd rather see this all the way through. Um, but yeah, that stuff, I, I always have, some of my favorite sets, Saves the Day, whatever warp Tour that was, where Chris was just looping, one of their songs from their newest record, having all his friends just do solos. I'll never forget that. It's on YouTube and I laugh every time. Wow. <laughs> what were we doing here? Why is our friend Morgan yeah. just playing bongos for like four minutes? Like a bongo solo. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, it, we, man, we had a great time. It, you know, it's a good vibe. Um, so I'm very appreciative of all, all those all those homies and friends who have embraced that or, and even the ones that I haven't played with, but who like having me around, whether I tour with them or not, or I just see them whenever they come to the local, my local venue or whatever it is. I love that. They want me to come out and hang out. It makes me always feel appreciated. It's, it's great. And I can, I can definitely say, you know, I may not see you that much, but you're, you're always, you're always great company. You're always fun to talk to you when we do, when we do cross paths at shows. Dude, I still love this. I know it's not for everybody, but I I still haven't had like another vision. I I have not had something else be like, yes. I'm I'm sometimes jealous of people who are like, I am so driven to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I'm. It's still live music for me. I still just love working shows. I love playing shows. I love being around that kind of energy from people, whether it's fifty people or five thousand. It's the same difference. That kind of energy is what I I love it. I still love it. So I guess that's where my fate is for now. I'm going to keep doing it for now. There's no question. There's no doubt in my mind. That's what I'm supposed to do right now. John, so what was your first like holy shit moment where you were like, wow, I this is working out and like this is for what I flying? want to do? Or, no, just at least for like you know your involvement with you when, know when, bands and when you know Wonder in Years, music. When I worked for Wonder Years, it had been two years I was working for them. You know, we were still playing to very small people. We, we, this was what year was nine this? to eleven. In twenty ten, cool. they were doing a showcase for Hopeless. I filled in on vocals for some of these shitbox shows going out to California because. Soup's voice was going and he didn't want it to be gone. So I was filling in on vocals plus like fans in like a house show in El Paso and the Pine Box in Midland or Odessa. Um, and 
their team started growing then after Hopeless became a reality. It was, like, exciting. You know, that's when I was starting to feel it because I was like, oh, this is the first band that I'm – it's like they're making it. Oh, they got a booking agent. Oh, they got a manager. Oh, we have a team. It was the moment that we got the call. We were on tour. Uh, it might have been the Pop Punk's Not Dead tour in 2010. I don't remember what the tour was, but we were somewhere in a parking lot, and we got the call that we were getting the 2011 Warp Tour. And remember, it was wow. everyone screaming in the parking lot, jumping up and down, <laughs> cartwheels. We went to the Texas Roadhouse. I had a, the worst salad I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> that was a big moment where I realized it. that moment felt like not only did they make it, but I made it. I felt I always with them felt part of it. I was heavily involved, bottom line. And I always felt a part of it. And that was a time where I was like, this is it, man. This is going to rock. And then when we did that summer, that was that was the final confirmation. It was like, oh, my God, I made a thousand contacts that summer. I became friends with a thousand people and learned 200 percent more uh, of, of what, uh, you know, tour management and merchandise management and 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 road crew and, and how things work on a bigger scale. Like I learned so much more that year. And, and then it's just since then, it's just only been more and more. It's been nice. To, That's great. To, to, you know, kind of let that grow from there. Um, Was there ever a moment where you were like, oh, shit, everything's like, like you hit such a, a big moment. And then you're like, oh, God, I don't know you know, if I can handle, like, this is the biggest thing I've ever experienced. I think he's asking it in, in layman's terms or in movie terms. If you, if you jump, if you ever had a moment where you felt like you jumped the shark? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, and that right there is the best thing to say. Because I, I that's, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> I love I mean, that. that. Uh, I, I, not on my own terms. Absolutely not. There was a time for sure where I felt, like I was being robbed, uh, but it wasn't on, from wow. me. It wasn't on my terms. Um, right. So, no. In fact, that moment in time, only once that moment passed and I got back up off of that downtime, that it only fired me up more to want to do this. So, no. The answer, the, the simple answer is no. Great answer. I love that. Attitude. I have another question, and I want to shift a little bit. You still, from what I know, tour managed for uh, Four Years yeah. Strong. How, how did you end up getting involved with Four Years Strong? They have been friends for forever. Uh, Two thousand. Uh, when I was in We Are the Union, we did shows together when they were a much younger band, Four Year. Uh, I think we we first met them. We played a show in Detroit because We Are the Union was a Detroit band uh, at the Static Age outside of Detroit. Uh, with four year, I think they had an off day show from a starting line tour and we played with them there. And then they had us on one of their smaller, like, uh, ICC shows in, in Massachusetts. And we were just friends and we stayed friends. And then they took wonder years who I was working for on tour in 2010, which was the, the enemy of the world tour. Um, or whatever that tour was called, it was like us and, I don't remember who opened and comeback kid was the direct and somebody opened. Um, 
And again, that solidified our friendship. And we just always stayed friends, not just them, but also their crew. And then they kind of stopped being a band in 2012. And that's a different story. Um, But then they came back in 2014 and they were like, we need new crew because we've been gone for so long that our crew all have jobs and they all do. They're all, you know, they're all TM Josh, our friend. He's got a whole family now. He's opened a barbershop inside Joe's building that he owns. And they asked me and I was still working for the Wonder Years at the time. And they were like, we have 2014 warped, man. Like we, we'd like to have you. We need, we need a new team. And I said, yes. And then that's it. And I have not stopped working for them there from, from 2015, they had no management and I was doing all their management up until September of last year. So I was not just tour managing them, but I was doing everything. I was managing them, helping them clear out their old storage units, close all their old web stores, picking up all this merch from all over the country, then figuring out how to get rid of it. Um, on my time, we did uh, the, the reissue of Rise or Die 10 year. We did uh, the self-titled record. We did that cycle. We did the acoustic and repurpose. Uh, uh, some of you will like this record. Um, and I was able to develop much stronger connection with everyone at Pure Noise, who I love, and much stronger with them. And I'm still very much involved. We've we've grown the team with this new record cycle that they're doing, which I believe is their best record that they've ever. I, I love this record. It's, it's a great best record. record. It's upsetting it's because, so <laughs> like every band who put out a record in the top of the year, this is been severely hindered by the the current situation we know this so we're trying to do our best they're doing a great job our buddy mike is going there once a week to do these playthrough videos and stuff so we're coming up with create and th- those have been fantastic i've been watching those they're great mike does a great job and they're they're staying very engaged the band wants to stay a band and i love that because i love their band um and i love them and um we, we want they wanted to expand the team. They want more people on the team to try and hit more ears and, and make this as effective as possible. So I'm still I'm still TMing and they still have me on a lot of their day to day stuff, like opinions with like merchandising and and logistics. And, and I love it. And their their current manager, Josh, uh, me and him working really well together. I think he's a great guy and um, we're just trying to get through it. And I'm very happy that they still want me on the team. And they support what I'm doing with my own band, which means a lot to me. When they message me to tell me the new song is good, or I saw the pictures from that tour, it looks like it's going well. That means a lot to me. Um, and hopefully when they do a headliner, who knows when now, but maybe and next year, hopefully we'll, we'll open up that. That would mean, that would mean full circle for me. So that, that's awesome to hear. I don't want to ask, and I hope that I don't have to, and I hope that they just give us the opening spot, you know, because we do crush it. We will engage with their fans. Their fans like us. Anytime we've opened up for them before at their holiday show and a couple shows in Texas, we smoked it, and we still, to this day, have people like, oh, I first saw you open for four years in Houston. You blew me away. So I know that we'll translate well with their fans. I, I can attest to that too. I, I remember I came down when they did the when they're doing the tenure. They did the two shows in Long Island. They did uh, Revolution. They did AMH. Yep. And uh, I ended up going to both. I went to Revolutions and AMHs. And I remember you guys actually opened 
at AMH. Or you didn't you didn't open. He played just before they came yep. on. And I mean, their crowd that crowd went just as nuts for you as it did for Four Years Strong. It was it that was a that was a pinnacle moment for me because that was I said it to them. I was like, this is going to be my worlds colliding. It's my venue with my that my friends own that we've been working and putting like growing for my whole lifetime, and my band and the band that I love just as much as my band that I work for all together. There is nothing better than that. That was the best thing yeah. for me. Uh, it's it's so great. Yep. Oh yeah, it, it was, place it was like horrible. Out. It was like it was it was like I couldn't even imagine and bad. If you, could. I, I drove home that night for about. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Poughkeepsie. No, a little, 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 little east of Poughkeepsie. So it was probably about eh, just over two hours home for me that night. It was like three in the morning, and uh, I, I it's still, I think that's probably one of the best shows or best nights of shows I've ever been to in my life. To get like, I love Four Year Strong, Four Year Strong, and the Wonder Years. You both worked, and there, there are two huge reasons why I ever even got into a pop punk band, and. To see them do Rise or Die trying back to back twice in a row on the same night. It was it, one of the greatest moments. Oh, of my that life. room was <laughs> that room was wet. It was wet. People were just slipping. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll never forget. The cabs broke. We had to run outside and get new cabs. Oh. It was like I Holy remember shit. we got in the bus after that and they were like, John, we love you, but I don't think we could ever play there again. And I was like, honestly, respect. I totally understand. <laughs> it is Small man, they're like, bro, we're we're wiped out, we're gassed out, we're old. Please retire. Oh, that was a <laughs> that was that was a good. That's incredible. That was great. That was great. I will never forget that. So, John, we are coming up on time. Um, so like like I mentioned, you know, before we had this call, um, I usually like to leave a few minutes at the end for our guests to just you know, shout out any bands or, um, you know, anybody you've been working closely with, um, just so we can spread the good word in the music community. Um, so my feel free to Long go Island, ahead. I've been riding bikes with every day. There's a band called makeshift who've been a band for a really long time. Great and band. They're, they're working hard. Um, oh, yeah. music and they just put something out. And then some of my friends, uh, had a band called table talk. They started a new band called inner love. We had John on actually uh, a couple weeks ago. So we did. I gotta give yeah. them. I love those guys and one of their other members. I ride bikes with, um, and uh, this other band alumni from Long Island. Same thing. This guy, Jay. These are all the guys I ride bikes with. I'm just thinking about them because I see them every day. Um, so much respect to them, uh, and Long Island. Um, we put. Is there anything that um, we should look forward to, you know, perhaps in the we summer? Put live from, you know, we put a live your uh, business um, endeavors are that it ships mid-May. Um, there's about 110 copies left out of 300. We're never pressing it again. It was made. We took the audio from AMH in December. It's unedited, uncut, just mastered. Um, it's super awesome. It was always going to be coming out this time, but then it, Corona happened and it was just like, wow, it's, actually is awesome because what what better kind of thing than a live record if people have i mean april the month of april is going to uh, april 2020 is going to be known across the world as the month where there was no shows anywhere right maybe may maybe other months too but at this point we know april for sure will be the 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 month 
April 2020 will be known as that was the month there were no, not one show, zero, anywhere. So uh, we put that out. So I think it's cool if people want to pick that up. Um, and then as far as everything else goes, we actually have a record finished. It's being mastered now. And we're working out again. The plan was for it to come out late summer. I don't know now if it's going to um, because, you know, like everyone, everyone's delaying their records because to not have shows around releases is rough. Um, so we're figuring out a, 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 a time timeline for that, but it's done and it is the best music we've recorded. It is our band. It sounds like our band, finally. It sounds like what we sound like live because our we've had a couple members change and, and we do things live that we, haven't, that we didn't do on recording and now we're doing re- the recording as if it is what we would be doing live. So I'm, I'm much more proud of it and excited for people to hear it. Um, so we'll roll that out. There'll be a single that goes up sometime. That'll for sure happen in the summer, probably June. Uh, I, as far as the full release, I don't know yet. I would like it to be around shows, and I just don't have an educated guess of when that's going to happen yet. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that one. We we have we just we did some singles back in March, <laughs> and uh, we're just trying to figure out when to even put them out so we can coincide them with, like you said, even doing like a yeah. show or anything. Uh, I will say we are going to start running a series of. Uh, live streams from amh starting next month uh keep flying is going to do the first one and we're going to put a show on as if there's people there i'm going to give you the full on oh that's awesome Sweat our fucking faces off half hour set rip it probably be super out of shape and really the next day we're going to have the fucking bang over from our next uh you know that's what i that's what we call it um so that's going to happen, and we're going to try and do that weekly at AMH with local bands. Um, hey, we're not that far away. We'd, you know, we'd, we'd travel down for it. We'll it up on the AMH page, I think, and, and talk about it and see who wants to do it. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, and what else? A shit ton of music videos. We're going to have a music video come out for Misbehave, which was on Walkabout, because we never made a video for that, and we're starting to edit it on Saturday, actually. So nice. That'll be cool. This is something to be. Congratulations. Check it out. If you're bored, Uh, we're doing an animated puppet video for the other song from walkabout that we never made a video for Jamestown. So somebody has been working on that for three months now. I'm excited to see how that's going to come out. And then uh, we, we dropped this new record and hopefully people are stoked. Uh, It's, it's, it's us. We've done some things out of the box. We have some some musical uh, recordings that are new that are new to what to our sound, and everybody's singing the way that it is live. We finally got all the voices. All the voices are on the record. It, it is keep. That's fantastic. Now. I can't. I can't wait to hear that. That's fantastic. So it's still. Tr- it's though. It's just me on horns now. Currently in the band. Since DJ left, we did get our friend Sam to record trombone, so it is still the sound of the trombone and the saxophone, which our friend right. Rick has been filling in now. He switched to trombone finally, so we have that sound live again, which is the sound we want. We want the trombone's tenor sax sound. Um, though I will be b- doing Barry sax moving forward on some of the songs, so that is going to also be new. 
Um, I'm stoked to hear it. And that's it, man. You know, um, sweet man. Expect me to be dumping some stuff that I'm looking to get rid of to friends on my Facebook and Instagram. Once I'm ready to, once this room fully cleared out and I'm like, all right, let me reevaluate <laughs> the stuff I'm keeping. Okay. That I'm ready to deal. I'm ready to pass on that. I'll be putting it on Facebook and, and, uh, Instagram first to people that I actually know before I, you know, throw it up on eBay or whatever. So that, that'll be fun for me. I might do some raffle. I love raffles, man. I might do raffles for just yeah. random junk. Ooh, not to keep watching now. I'll have to watch what you're putting up there now. Some probably being there. I like some people. There, there's some <laughs> stuff that now means nothing to me, but someone else might be like, "That is awesome," because at some point it did mean everything to me. So, who knows? I'm sure someone will come up. You said before you're a big movie buff, and as my I, I've in the on the walls of my room, I got most of the posters. If they aren't banned or skiing related, they're all movie related. Yeah, so big, 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 big fan. So, me too. I I love especially my my thing is I love like old movies. Like I, what I think I love like old Cary Grant movies and stuff like that. So, but yeah, those are my shouts. Those are my shout outs. And I watched the last watched Alien and Alien Two the last two nights. All right, so I've been watching Lost with my mother four episodes a night. So nice. We're we're in the front half of season five. <laughs> So we're gonna watch four more nice. episodes tonight, and then I'm gonna probably fall asleep to Alien Three. So that's my that's my night. That sounds like a pretty solid night. Pretty good I love me, that man. Ask me, which you? <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, John, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to somebody with you know as much experience as you have, and um, the drive that you've also have in your career. So. Really appreciate it. You know, I hope this isn't the last time we talk. I appreciate you. um, I love. Hopefully, I get to see you. I don't think I would ever host one, um, because I don't know what I would talk about. Because I, I I think you should stuff. Um, so that would be hard for me. It like overwhelms my brain. But I really appreciate you bringing me on because. (laughs) Well, that's why we're called nonsense. Dude, I love, I love more than anything else. Like interviews, I send those to Henry. Podcasts, I love. I don't care what it's about. I'll talk about anything. I just love. I don't know why. I just am drawn to them. I like listening to them. So, for sure. Cheers. Well, man, you have a yes. Go, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, man. Really appreciate it again. And um, you know, enjoy your weekend, and you know, be safe. Hopefully, we'll get to see you on the road soon. I will say. If you pay attention and read all of the news, like global and state-wise, you got the South States opening first. And we're going to see shows happen at some point sooner than you thought it was going to happen. And we're going to see what happens. Here's the whole thing. And then we're going to go from there. I think the first yeah. thing you see back is small bands, our size and smaller, regional bands that are only doing areas that are open. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe if Florida right. band might be able to do like mm-hmm. Georgia, Carolinas, Florida, and Alabama and go home. That might be possible. I, I really don't know. Um, but we got to wait and see what's safe. You know, you can't, you can't put your fans in danger. That's just the bottom. I mean, ICP, they, they had a very well-written thing I saw today. That we will not risk one, even one juggalo's health. So we're can- can- right. Can- 
I saw that today. That's, that's, Hell that, that, yes. <laughs> you, you can't. Even us. Like we're playing to 50 people. I don't want to find out that three people got sick at that show because we put on that basement show. So we got to wait to see when it's responsible and safe. Um, I don't know who's going to be the guinea pig, but it ain't going to be us. I'll tell you. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm uninterested mm, in being first. Yeah. Happy to go third. But first, I, I, I don't want to be that. Yeah, we we had got asked to reschedule a show for uh, May second, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can do that." I don't think that's possible. I, it, <laughs> no, now, well, at the time it was. Right. Now it isn't because New York they just moved it to May fifteenth, and I was even so, I was like, you know what? It's just even if it is possible, it's just way too soon, and I don't, I don't want to be, te- I don't want to be a guinea yep. pig. You know, we're we're small as exactly. it is. We're still a relatively new band. If it so. goes wrong, that's going to be left with you forever. You're going to be one of those bands right. that were there when it went wrong. That's a horrible True. thing to have. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's kind of where I was other at. ways, man. Once we get these live streams going, I know it's not the same. Clearly, it will never be the same. But at least a, a full band live stream with the energy. I, at least if I watch that of a band, I lo- if I watched Andrew WK with his full band playing on a live stream on YouTube live. Oh hell say, yeah! That I'd watch. I'd watch at least half the set. I would be fired up to watch that. Dude, I watched uh, the Dropkick Murphys do theirs for St. Patty's Day. It was like I was in the fucking room. It was awesome. And I thought, this is good. The Code Orange one was great. Those were in the beginning. Before this got, oh my God, so even more serious. So I'm interested. Now some time's passed. Now we could do it again, Mm -hmm. I think, in a way that no one's upset and everyone feels comfortable. and, And just give people some enjoyment, man. Some hope. I don't know. I need hope. So it's just as much for me as it is for someone watching. I need to play. Truly. I need to. So. Hell yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully that will be for the whole long, year. Um, if we could start sooner, yeah. that's just a bonus. You understand? So, we'll yes. See. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Talk soon. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, talk soon, Cheers. hopefully. Have a good one, man. Good talk. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Cheers.